0: Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host, Laura Cheadle, and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create.
1: Hello, welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. It is August of 2020 and that means that we are going to talk about intuition and the magic of intuition and how living our lives according to intuition really empowers us. It really allows us to tune into the joy that is present all around us every day. It allows us to relax, to let go and let God, to allow spirit to guide and direct so we can truly dance in life, so we can truly express ourselves as we are, not as we think we should be. Today's guest is going to talk quite a lot about intuition. She's going to share some stories from her life. She's going to talk, oh my gosh, about so many fun things. First of all, let me let you know who she is. Her name is Deborah Valentina, and she works empowering women. She helps women fully express themselves, be joyful, be fulfilled. She helps them find ways to impact their communities and the world. And for the past 30 years, she has helped thousands of successful entrepreneurs and executives experience profound and lasting shifts in their life. Whether it's through their confidence, whether it's through balance and finding a sense of worthiness, she helps people be happy both personally and professionally. She has gotten, well, she's written several different books, but Beyond Chaos is her new book. And that is about her journey from a chaotic and dysfunctional childhood to moving into a thriving and satisfying life. And part of the way she did that was through her intuition. So, Deborah, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to
2: have you on. And I am thrilled to be here. And thank you for the introduction. I'm like, wow, I like her. (laughs) She's a great
1: woman. (laughs) I love that. Now, you are a holistic and intuitive life coach. And for listeners who might not exactly know what that means, I would like to start by having you just give a brief introduction of what it is that you do and how they can benefit from a holistic intuitive life coach.
2: Okay, uh, well, I'd like to start actually, I, uh, I used to label myself um, uh, just uh, an executive and entrepreneurial coach. Uh, and uh, it was really limiting because what, so I work almost exclusively with women, um, there's a few men over the years who have who, who have gotten in usually significant others of the women I'm coaching. Um, but first of all, I'll just talk about the word holistic. Um, you know, the I would be hired by corporations and uh, they would want to only have me talk with uh, the clients about business. And we women are holistic creatures. And so whenever I would get behind closed doors, it was never just about business. It was about everything that was going on. Um, uh, So there's, uh, uh, as as I like to say, diffuse awareness so that there's no boundaries between those uh, and no segmentation. So that's the first thing about holistic and then uh, intu- intuitive. Um, that is actually how um, I uh, coach because it's so part. It's so part of me um, that I am really connected to my guidance. And um, the whole time I'm coaching um, one-on-one or even in a group, I'm getting like. I call it the download, you know, in terms of the questions to ask, where to go, how to guide, where to direct. Uh, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's really um, uh, pretty unique I find because um, uh, there are, um, you know, some coaching schools would say that you only ask questions Or you, um, you know, uh, that you uh, let the client direct or, and, and really what's happening when you're, you're with me is that, um, Uh, what I call my knowingness Mm -hmm. um, and the client's knowingness are directing the the conversation.
1: Right. Uh, Which makes more sense because you are coming together and it's important to listen and find out what's really going on. And I liked how you said in the corporate realm, you would get in there and it's not about the corporate stuff. It's we... Are only as successful as we can feel and understand and know who we are, and if we're having problems at work, it probably means there's problems happening somewhere else in our life, and you're absolutely right unless you use that intuition, you will be
2: you know beating the wrong drum oh it's so well said <laughs> to, to reflect back to me absolutely mm-hmm. uh, and um, so you know. I actually will fess, fess up this, is that um, when I was hired by corporations, they would uh, want to restrict what we talked about, and they would um, uh, you know want to, uh, for instance, mostly it was so that the people that that they uh, hired me to coach, They wanted them to get better so that they could stay in the corporation. Right. What I I found is many times that was not the best fit. It was not the passion. Um, And so in order for me to be in in integrity, I had to stop getting paid by corporations and have uh, the women pay them themselves. And when they're entrepreneurs, of course, they can, uh, uh, pay that out of their business. Um, but that was a way where I could get in alignment and then, you know, coach them and buy them and direct them in a way that was going to empower them. Not, not that it was going to empower the corporation. Right. And, And so, yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) And what I want to
1: find out more about is, I I read in the introduction that your book, Beyond Chaos, is about your journey from this dysfunctional and chaotic childhood to a satisfying life. And I feel like some of the stuff that we've been saying in terms of a chaotic and dysfunctional career to a chaotic, to, you know, or to a satisfying life. It's always that from and that to, and I, I am guessing, and it might not be accurate, but I'm guessing that sometimes even in the corporate realm, it can harken back to childhood. People are not happy in a corporation, in a job, because they haven't done some of that inner work, and truly, until we peel back. All of those layers and get to that root cause, that root pain, that original, you know, wounding and uncover it and heal it. We oftentimes can't be happy and satisfied. And, and, you know, my work is all around burlesque and the layers and what we're covering ourselves up with. And it seems like sometimes we cover ourselves with success or busyness or something else at work or a different certification or we just cover it up instead of going back and healing and tuning in and listening and then allowing that joy and success in.
2: Absolutely. So I will tell you my, um, my personal story of going yeah. from, uh, from corporate, um, to what I'm, to what I'm doing now. Um, and so, uh, it, it, it actually starts i was in the hospital when i was three years old and i won't you know (laughs) uh, say a lot about that other than uh, i distinctly remember uh, that i was unhappy in the hospital and i uh, thought that i could do better so i became a hospital um, trained, uh, highly trained at Berkeley and Stanford to become a healthcare executive. Uh, And at the height of my career uh, and and my dream was to become uh, an executive executive, um, and uh, particularly in a managed care organization. And so I arrived, I was in my early 30s Uh, I was uh, working for Kaiser Permanente. I was uh, chief operating officer for three states. And I thought that I would be the happiest camper ever. And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, oh my God, what is going, what is going on? And just as you said, what I had to do is go back to, Um, the self-worth issue, and really uh, heal that in order to, uh, you know, be the happy camper that I am now. So I literally um, almost, uh, almost overnight quit uh, and uh, started my own, started my own company. Uh, And so you were you were talking about the number of years i literally have had my own company for over 30 years and it started with um you know this epiphany that i was not happy with what i thought i was going to be happy with
1: right okay so let's talk about that word epiphany because there that is a, a, a more mainstream, if you will, word. And people have these epiphanies all the time. And oftentimes I tell people, that's, that's your intuition, that spirit. You know, I, Absolutely. I do, yeah, I, I channel a group of, I, my guides are called the librarians, and I channel them. And I can channel them intentionally, but also sometimes they just come in and they give me guidance. And sometimes people will say to me, oh my gosh, it's incredible, you're so intuitive and I wish I could do that. And it's like, but you can, it's just that you haven't heard that. And often I like to point out when I hear things like that, you are intuitive, you know you're intuitive, but sometimes we don't know we're intuitive, but we also will still have those epiphanies, which just is our intuition telling us, hey you so i'm just curious about your history were you always intuitive or how did that develop for you and how did that play
2: out in terms of that epiphany i love the question so i uh, believe i i know i have always been intuitive and i like you believe that everyone has intuition and it's a matter of whether Uh, you're you're shutting it out and not listening to it uh, or whether you're developing it Um, and so right about um, the same time as as this epiphany slash intuitive hit
0: happens
2: uh, I was uh, in a uh, class literally a workshop a weekend workshop uh, around developing your intuition And I remember as clear as day that you know, like it was yesterday, um, the facilitator saying, "You know, everyone has that ability, and it's a if you want to um, develop it, you need to have an intention and you need to practice." and so I said, I'm, I'm like screaming, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> you know? Like, yes, I want to, I want to do that. And literally from that day forward, um, I made a commitment to listen. Some people call it uh, your still small voice, uh, but I committed to listening to my intention. And here's the important piece. I committed to following its guidance because sometimes you hear it and you know it's your guidance or your intuition and then you your will comes in and then you don't listen yes (laughs) yes And so here's what i have found because that's 30 literally 30 years ago uh, over 30 years ago um what has happened to me because I listened to my guidance? Um, it's louder than what I call monkey mind or my left logical brain. And for most people, it's the opposite. That your, um, uh, you know, again, your logical, uh, protective of the ego, left brain is usually insistent and louder than your intuitive guidance or your right brain. And and so I have developed it uh, and listened to it so much that it's actually louder than monkey mind. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, And it's taken a lot of uh, intention and a lot of practice um, and a lot of mistakes, I might say. Yes. Uh, Because when I don't listen to it, um, I, I call it getting into deep doo doo. Yep. Um, I, I there's some consequence, and the more I evolve, the 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 more uh, significant the consequences are in a negative way. So I have um, uh, I listen to it. I just plain listen to it, even if it's not what make sense to my left logical brain.
1: Yes. And I love that you used that example and divided it up with the the left logical and the right creative. I have got a chapter in my book. And it's so funny because of the whole book, this is the chapter that I get so many people asking me questions on. And it's a simple story of this time that I went to the dentist and this dentist was telling me I've never had a cavity. I'm very proud of the fact that I've never had a cavity. And this dentist, but I've got sensitivity on the side of my teeth because my gums are receding a little bit. And in the past, I had a dentist who would put a little bit of bonding over it because it would cover, you know, the sensitivity and This one dentist drilled away. He basically did like side cavities on the side of my teeth and did fillings on the side of my teeth. And it was one of those moments where he was a new dentist and I just was trying to trust him that he was doing the right thing. But my intuition was screaming He's drilling away your teeth. You guys have this miscommunication going on. He's not just doing bonding. And I kept talking myself out of it because he's the dentist. He's the expert. He knows more than I do, blah, blah, blah. And long story short, it ended up being pretty catastrophic. And I've struggled with those teeth that he's drilled away for my whole life. And it's interesting because I have so many people like ask me about that and it's just a simple little silly story in a way, but it's exactly what you were saying. There's times we know better and we just don't listen because it doesn't make sense. And that's what I heard you saying, you know, with that monkey mind, with that logical mind, we are so trained to have to have things make logical sense. And intuition doesn't. And intuition is going to be right. And yes, there's mistakes, but intuition does need to rise above that logical mind. And how extraordinary that you have got your intuition louder than your logical mind right now. That's amazing.
2: Well, thank you. I'm very proud of that. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, and uh, yes, the, you know it's the the when, when uh, another way that I know my intuition is coming through is like I will speak words that I normally don't speak, yes, um, or or you know a word that I'll have to look up, and I'm like okay, well this is definitely. Definitely my, my intuition. I just want to um, share a very brief story of the last time I didn't listen to my intuition. Um, if that's okay. Do we have time? Please. To yes, I would you love that. Love that. Um, so um, I was living on Kauai uh, and I had just moved there uh, and I had in my mind where I wanted to live, and it was south of the in the south part of the island, uh, in a, uh, an area in an area called Huepu. And uh, I found a place that the the the, the it, was, it was a rental, uh, it was the bottom of someone's home, it was gorgeous, uh, and it was the exact right location. And so I met with the landlord um, and I could already tell that she was going to be rigid and challenging and difficult and all of that. And so my intuition is screaming, no, even though it looks good, no, No. (laughs) no. And so my willfulness um, one out and I, uh, and so I signed a lease, uh, and bottom line is within two weeks I moved out Wow, uh, because it was just a, uh, a horrendous situation. Um, she had a key to my, you know, I won't go on and on. It was just a horrendous situation. And um, so, of course, my intuition was right the entire time. And I And I remember when I got out of that situation, saying, okay, I got it. I will listen to you 100% of the time to the best of my ability, I got it. Right. Um, And then I I wanted to underscore something you said, which is that your intuition, my belief is that my intuition is correct and and looks after my highest good 100% of the time. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, and and thank you for saying that because I do want to go into that um, next for the listeners because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who are thinking, okay, Deborah, great that that worked out for you. Great, Laura, that worked out for you. But I felt this was in my heart and I did this and it turned out wrong. So what do you have to say to that? And I love that because our intuition is looking out. For us, And sometimes I believe that even though something turns out quote unquote wrong, it's not, it's the catalyst that will get us into that next thing. And you know, your book, you talk about your journey from a chaotic and a dysfunctional childhood. Chaos is not fun. Dysfunction is not fun. But I'm sure that there were things that you learned from that that set you up to become the person that you are but that maybe in the time you didn't see it. And that's what I want to make sure listeners hear and understand that trusting it, it's not that you trust it and you get the response that you want. It's that you trust it and you continue trusting that the response that happens is, to your point, setting you up for your Highest interest for what is ultimately the thing
2: that you need. Absolutely. I love that you're bringing that up and highlighting that. So, you may not, it, it, sometimes it takes time to see how this is all evolving. Uh, and, it, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time and sometimes it takes longer time. Uh, and I, and I love the word that you, uh, that that you said, because it's so connected with intuition and that is to trust,
1: Mm. um,
2: trusting that it is turning out for your highest, for your highest good, even though you cannot see it in the, in the moment. Um, absolutely. And then I also wanted to, um, just briefly talk about a, a tool that your uh, that our listeners may want to use in terms yes. of in terms of um, getting in tune with what is the left logical brain versus what is the intuitive voice because a lot of times especially if you're just starting out to listen to your intuition it's it's hard to distinguish that yes it is um, and so. Um, but before, before my intuitive voice got louder, um, what, you know, over the many, many years I was practicing, um, you know, your left brain, you can tell your left brain's voice is talking um, uh, because it's usually loud and logical and insistent and full of shoulds. If it's a should, it's definitely your left logical brain. Uh, And as we've talked about, it's linear. Um, But your intuitive voice is usually softer, um, unless you've developed it. Um, It's gentler. And it's matter of fact, there's no urgency. uh, Yeah, no urgency or hustle about it
1: yeah I love that. I love that. and you had mentioned two different things that uh, if you wanted to develop it, you have to have an intention and you have to practice so using those tips, that can help listeners start practicing practicing to hear hearing that peaceful voice, practice hearing and feeling that calmness. Um, what around intention? do you have any advice that you can give you know listeners about? the intention, the intention to become more intuitive, the intention, uh, intentionality around that. Do you have any advice or wisdom
2: on that? Um, I, I think I first would, would talk about um, intention rather than a goal. I think that's a helpful distinction for your, uh, for our uh, yeah. audience and listeners. So I, um, a goal is um, speaking of corporate is, is, you know, usually what corporations want and it's usually what um, kind of driven business um, uh, schools would tell you. I mean, I went to business school, so it was all about goals. Yes. Um, um, To me, an intention is um, broader um, and, uh, less specific than a goal, and most importantly, an intention I view as literally giving it up um, and trusting that the universe is going to bring it forth and help you to co create it. And so, that to me is the most important thing about an intention. Like, when I intended that I wanted to develop um, to the you know, to the max, my intuition, um, I felt like I had a partner, a co-creator with the universe so that I didn't have to figure out how to do it, to do it all. Um, and so I think that's an important thing about intention. And it's not, I, I might say, it's not just uh, about intentions, about intuition. It's really intentions about anything that you want Or desire in your life.
1: Mm, That is such a good point. And thank you for distinguishing between goal and intention because I, I am a driven woman. You know, I was a corporate attorney for 10 years. I drive. You don't just get any kind of education, let alone any higher education. You don't do what you did and become, you know, the head of anything without being a slightly driven personality. And there's nothing wrong with being driven. It can be great. Absolutely not. Yeah, Yeah, it can absolutely be great. But sometimes that goal, to get to that point, you achieved the goal that you set, but you didn't find happiness. I achieved the goal that I set. I I was actually in-house with um, an insurance company, so same thing, it was kind of that healthcare. I set the goal, I achieved the goal, and then I sat back and kind of went, And now what? I'm not magically happy. And how many people do that with relationships too? They get the guy, they have the baby, they get the house, they found the goal and they achieve the goal. And that inner state does not match the goal. And that's what I'm hearing you say around intention being broader. It's that I have the thing But most importantly, I feel the emotion around it. Maybe I have the relationship, but the relationship doesn't matter. What matters is that feeling of love and being cherished and support. I have the job, but what matters is being useful and functional and passionate about what I'm doing. And I I just love how you said intention is broader because to me, that's the whole (laughs) enchilada. It's having it and feeling it.
2: Absolutely. I, I love that. And I just want to follow up by saying um, uh, like a goal um, versus intent, intention in relationship. So a, a brief example of that would be a goal is that you must have this particular person versus an intention is I want to having, have a loving, supportive, uh, joyful, fun traveling playmate.
1: Yes. You
2: know? So so then the, so then the universe has what I call wiggle room to bring you what you want including the feelings. Um whereas your again left logical brain is saying I want Henry, you know. Right. Maybe it's not Henry, maybe it's somebody else.
1: Right. Yeah, I love that we're going to take a brief commercial break and then when we come back i'd like to walk you through the five steps of flaunt and find out a little bit more about how throughout your life you were maybe using some of these steps and how you would help your clients um learn how to break out of that goal mentality to maybe step back and broaden just like we were talking about so they truly can become healthy, happy and satisfied. So stick with us, we will be back in a few minutes.
0: To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra. Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt, Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. And
1: welcome back. We are here with Deborah Valentina, an amazing, holistic, and intuitive life coach. And she is all about creative living. In fact, Debra, tell us the name of your country, uh, your company. Speaking about creative
2: living, it's creativing. So I just made up this <laughs> word, which I love it. And and the truth is um, that my intuition gave it to me. Yeah. So and I said creativing, like you know, uh, what is that? And 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 it was creative living. Uh, and I, I argued a little bit. With uh, my intuition, uh, because it was a made-up word, and and I, I like I said, I followed the guidance, and I love it. I love yeah. the name of my business, Creation.
1: Yeah. I do too. I do too. And you know, I can relate to that because my intuition told me that, like, I was struggling. Okay, I leave law. I go to do life coaching and I go to do hypnotherapy and I'm like, well, I'm not really just a hypnotherapist because I also do coaching, but I'm not really just coaching because I've also taught fitness my whole life and I do a lot of the embodied stuff, but I'm not really a personal trainer either. And I was like, well, who am I? And same thing I heard, well, duh, Laura, you're a life choreographer. And I did the same thing as you, Deborah. I'm like, no, well, nobody knows what that is and it doesn't matter and that's the yeah that's the power of intuition so rolling right into that that creative living that is fun making up your own words that is fun flaunt for listeners who might be new to the show is an acronym and it's an acronym for five different things the f is find your fetish and that means Find what you love. Do what you love. Make up words. Listen to your intuition. Write books, sing songs, dance in the shower. Do whatever you want to do. L is laugh out loud. We were talking earlier about intuition, and Deborah was explaining to us the difference in voice between our left brain logical mind and our right brain intuition. And she was saying the left brain logical mind that's all ego-based is filled with shoulds. And that's kind of what laughing out loud is about. It's not about doing what you should do. It's about doing what feels right. AU is the golden center of flaunt, and that is accept unconditionally. And again, that's transcending that logical linear mind and accepting unconditionally what you're hearing like, Put these two words together and make up a new word. N is navigating the negative. And Deborah had a difficult childhood. She had things in her life that she had to navigate. She achieved the job that she wanted, but it didn't make her happy. She had to navigate. And then it all wraps back around to T, which is trust in your truth. Because ultimately, we are all spirit. We all have our own truth. And the only thing we can do is live out our truth. So Deborah, I'd like to start with the F. Find, okay. Yeah. Find your fetish. I'd like to know first, what is your fetish? What do you have fun
2: doing? Oh, well, what came up immediately when you said find your fetish um, and and not a lot of people know this. So, so uh, your audience will now, will now know (laughs) know. (laughs) is that I am a watercolorist and I love watercolor because it's so fluid and you never know where the literally the watercolor is, is going to go. Uh, And so uh, it's, so my big fess up here is that for my book, Beyond Chaos, I, the cover is my watercolor.
1: Really? Oh my goodness. I love that. Listeners, if you haven't looked, I'm definitely putting a uh, picture of the book cover. So you have to go check that out.
2: Yes, And it was so fun to do and uh, it turned out uh, to really symbolize my life because it it, um, uh, it looks like there's clouds and then the sun comes out. and that's kind of my life is that there were a lot of clouds and then the sun came out. Yeah. Uh, and so my fetish is definitely watercolor. Uh, and another fetish is just I love people. Uh, and so, I can go anywhere and just strike up a conversation and because I find people are fascinating. Yes, Absolutely fascinating, and everybody has a story. And if they're in my um, uh, you know with within a few feet of me, I will probably find out their story.
1: I love that. I love that. Now, the next thing is laugh out loud. And what I want to hear, is I know you had a difficult childhood. I want to hear about the role of laughter, times where there wasn't laughter, times where there was laughter. I just kind of want you to share a little bit about your journey and the times when you felt humor and love and laughter and the times that were kind of devoid of that joy and laughter.
2: Ah, wow, that's a big question. So, it is- I, it, it, so I will... Um, answer it this way, um, so uh, my father was uh, angry, just angry about uh, everything, and um, my mother was in overwhelm uh, because she had four children, four daughters, and really wasn't prepared to be a mother. Um, and it was not a good formula for, for, the, for the household at all um and so uh here is is you know when there were arguments and loud arguments and um uh you know sometimes some physicality involved um you know starting from a very early age um i found that what would work is to do something outrageous, whether it was to, you know, scream or um, uh, divert their attention in some way. And then I would use humor to break the tension of the situation. So uh, I found that humor was the key to stopping uh, what might have become you know, really violent, and uh, so when I develop that, um, I literally feel like I can um, find humor in almost any situation, uh, and uh, you know, see the absurdity. And sometimes it's not humor; and sometimes it's just the absurdity of it. Yes, um, uh, but I laugh a lot. And I believe it's one of the single best things that kept me um, sane myself, um, and also kept me out of danger, actually, a lot of times was developing um, my humor and my laughter. And so people comment on my laughter all the time because it comes from kind of, you know, that deep belly, you know, that yes. deep belly laugh. Yes. Uh, And so I'm very proud of, you know, my sense of humor and my ability to just uh, laugh unabashedly, really. So I I love the laugh out loud. I am all about the laugh out loud because I feel like in some ways it saved my life.
1: I'm sure that it did because you pinpointed it so precisely. It breaks that tension and tension does mount, and when that tension mounts, it has to explode some way. And oftentimes it can explode into violence and more dysfunction, or it can explode into something more positive. And if you can force that explosion through laughter, it does divert, and it does channel that energy because it is just a buildup of energy, and it's got to go somewhere.
2: Well, that is the best explanation I have ever heard of what I did. (laughs) 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 So do I. Thank you for that.
1: You're welcome. The next step is AU, accept unconditionally. And, you know, we kind of flirted around with this concept earlier with intuition that sometimes we think, it's Henry. He's the man that I want. And then when we get another man or something else, we're like, that's not what I want. Accepting unconditionally really means accepting and trusting that spirit does have our back and that our intuition is leading us to the best possible place for us. And it's difficult. But at the same time, when we accept unconditionally, it frees us because we no longer have to pretend. You know, you writing about your childhood and what you went through means that you don't have to all of a sudden start lying and being like, oh no, I was a perfect trust fund child and everything was perfect in my whole life.
2: (laughs) I I love it. It would be nice to have been a trust fund child. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah, accepting unconditionally, it's hard, but it's powerful. And I was wondering what is the most or one of the most difficult things that you have ever had to accept, and what was the gift of finally accepting that?
2: Mm, oh my goodness well here we, we here we're going we're going diving deep um, so um my father was not only angry, he also was um. Uh, sexually addicted, and so um, i uh, you know was a, a, was um, uh, abused sexually as a child uh, and the what what happens uh, and this happens to many many uh, uh, women in particular uh, that their mind protects them and they don't remember it uh, until they are able to accept it and are at a place where they can unconditionally accept it. So um, I was, um, you know, very early on um, trying to heal, but not even knowing what I was trying to heal from. And so in my early 30s, when all the memories came flooding flooding in because i was um uh uh, evolved enough mature enough felt safe enough to have those memories come up uh and it was a it, it was at once very freeing and at the same time uh you know discombobulating to uh well like no nobody's business to uh know that uh you know that your that my life was different than i thought it was right um so uh i uh definitely uh accepted it and what happened when i accepted it is like all the things that never made sense in my life. It was like, um, uh, clicking a puzzle together yes. and it all made sense. Uh, and so I, I'm so glad I accepted that, uh, because my world beginning began actually to make much more sense than, than it had. So, yes. that's, what I, so that's what I would say.
1: I love how you said your world began to make more sense than it ever had, because I I hear that over and over again from people, either that I work with or that I interview or just that I talk to. We all have that sense of the way things should be. And once we truly accept what is, it does make sense. It does shift everything. My, my own story, um, I am an infidelity survivor and it's, it was so significant because I've been married for 25 years and it was amazing. And I found out at what, 23 years into my marriage that my husband had been cheating with five different women for 15 years. And although Every fiber of my being wanted to reject it and wanted to not hear and wanted to not understand and not, you know, move into that, not accept it. Just like you said, all of a sudden, everything made sense. It made sense why he was picking fights with me over things that didn't make sense. It made sense the way that he treated me and the kids. And, and it was so, it's, it's so weird to say, it's so joyful to know. But it's so joyful to finally get that clarity. And I can imagine the sense of peace that you probably started feeling as well once it did start making sense. Because then you can say, I'm not crazy. This was going on and it wasn't me. I'm not crazy. And it does make sense.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, and and it certainly then made sense of how I was trying so hard to, um, to heal, but heal from what? And I finally found out what the what was. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I love that. Yeah, that you're not just some quote unquote broken person who needs to heal. You're right. There's something here, and that goes right into that next step of thought, navigate the negative. I'm a big believer in navigation. I'm a big believer in we always have to go over or under or around or through that life just isn't this little linear journey that we go on, but we have to navigate all of those twists and turns. And it seems like you've done a lot of navigating in your life, you know, figuring out What was it that you needed to heal from? How do you heal from that? How do you manage leaving a career, building your business? There's a lot of navigation going on. And I did not know if you had any tips or tricks or, you know, just things that you told your clients to help them navigate that journey.
2: Absolutely. I I think my biggest tip that I would love to leave uh, the listeners with uh, is that um, the it, it goes back to the um, that 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 your higher self is uh, always has your highest good uh, at the forefront, and so whatever you go through, it, it, my belief is there's no accidents. So yep. even so, even if it's something that you don't like, you don't want, you don't prefer, you don't desire, there's some reason it's coming up. Uh, and so my my tip for that I use all the time for my uh, for myself, and I suggest uh, for the listeners is to as quickly as possible find the learning in what just happened, mm-hmm. and. St- and sometimes it happens, you know, within minutes. Sometimes within, you know, a much longer, a much longer time. But there's always a learning because it wouldn't have come up unless you're meant to learn something and grow. Because my other belief. Is that we're all here to evolve and grow, and so we have these little. I love your analogy. Um, I, I saw a river as you were uh, you, you were saying that, but there's you know there's you know sometimes there's pebbles and sometimes there's rocks, and sometimes there's big fricking boulders and yes. uh, and so, uh, but all of them have learning involved. So that that's that would be my tip.
1: Yes. That's a wonderful tip. And that ties too right into that intuition and that our intuition and spirit has our highest good. Something that my big, one of my huge intuitive moments, my husband and I met the first day of law school and I was actually engaged and I had no interest in looking for a man. I was engaged. We were going to get married that next summer. No interest. I looked at him and I heard very clearly somewhere in my head that's the man you need to marry. And it made no sense. And then when I went through this whole infidelity thing, I kept going back to that. Why would spirit and my intuition tell me I needed to marry this man who was going to put me through a living nightmare? Well, coming out the other side, I see how and I see why. And it was a gift. And there was learning. And it was a really big boulder in the stream. I love how you said that. But there is that trust. And it was right. And it's all about that navigation. So thank you for that wisdom. Look for the learning. Because then when you look for the learning, it makes sense. Yeah. The very last letter of flaunt is T. Trust in your truth. Deborah, I would love for you to share your ultimate truth the truth about you that transcends childhood, early adulthood, that will transcend who you are through your whole life.
2: Wow. That is a, that's another big question. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, Whoa. Okay. Um, so I think my ultimate, I know uh, my ultimate truth is that I am a, uh, spiritual being that has, um, a lot to contribute Yes. Uh, and that I am doing my very, very best to contribute what is mine to contribute. Uh, and that uh, I also, uh, my truth is that I, I have no beginning and no end because I am part of uh, spirit, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, uh, I am not afraid of death and, um, and I think because of that, I really live full out and want to, like I said, just, uh, contribute as much as I possibly can as a spiritual being.
1: I love that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story with the listeners. I would like you to let them know where they can find you, whether it's finding your book or finding you in your business. Just let them know how they can reach out to you, how they can find you and learn more about you
2: and what you have to offer them. Thank you so much. I would love to do that. I have two websites Um, the first is my business website and it is creativing.info and let me spell creativing (laughs) because it's a little tricky. So it's C-R-E-A-T-I-V-I-N-G. So creativing.info and, uh, You know, there's lots and lots of uh, information on the website. And the other one is um, specific to my book. And so it's beyondchaosbook.com. So that's beyondchaosbook.com. And I'd love to hear from people. And there's, of course, a contact page on both of those. And I will answer you right away. Perfect. That's
1: wonderful. And then the last question that I kind of wanted to move in with to you with is around flaunt. Flaunting is about living full out and expressing yourself fully. And I know a lot of your work is also helping people live fully and express themselves fully. And I just want to know what is your biggest joy in flaunting and that kind of ties together you know finding your fetish and trusting your truth and and navigating the negative it kind of ties all that together but how do you
2: flaunt oh my gosh I love that
1: <laughs> um
2: I think I flaunt uh in uh I'll, in a quieter way, the um, not a boa way, although um, I have taken burlesque lessons as we talked about um, uh, prior to getting on uh, the, the podcast. Uh, but I would say that what I flaunt is that when people are interested in um Uh, knowing something that I'm able to provide. I flaunt my wisdom when someone is listening um, and wants to know. So I I would say I flaunt my wisdom. And it's not a loud flaunt, but it's definitely a flaunt.
1: I love that. And I loved you made that distinction too, because not everybody flaunts big. People can flaunt very quiet or medium quiet. So, yes, thank you. That is brilliant. I love that. Well, listeners, be sure to reach out to Deborah. Check out her book and reach out to her. Reach out to me. I have got a lot of new fun stuff going on. Be sure to jump on the Flaunt Flock. Facebook group page because every Monday I do the angel card reading for the week and it'll give you some amazing energy for that week. Just in one today, as a matter of fact, that blew my own mind. So jump on the Flaunt Flack Facebook group and find out what is going on every Monday. Have an amazing week and as usual, don't forget to flaunt.
0: Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E dot com.